Thunder out of Belford, Nebraska. Thunder. Now some folks might the big old rock. Hey folks, Ron Stone here. Welcome everyone to Outlawed Live with Ron Stone. Usually uh, have Jason Schultz here with me, but he's on another vacation down in Florida, I think. So it's just going to be me tonight and my friends from Nebraska, the, the Petch crew, uh, the Thermal Thunder modified pulling tractor. We may have uh, Josh in here a little bit, Josh Runyon. Not sure if he's going to be able to come on. He works some weird hours, so we might have him in here a little bit as well. Maybe a couple other surprise visitors who knows but want to welcome uh, the Petch family we got Fred Kyle and Case and how you guys doing tonight great good. good to see you guys Fred great to see you haven't seen you in a while I don't get out a lot <laughs> you sticking pretty close to the house these days I have been I'm starting to sneak away yeah I'm gonna turn my volume up here a little bit so I can hear you so we're running a series called Young Guns, and we're also running a series called The Legends Series, so kind of tying it all together. Kyle, you kind of fit right in the middle that's, here. Oh, that's kind of what I was wondering. You said you wanted to do this Legends and Young Guns thing, and I was talking to Case, and I'm like, well, I guess I just, I'm just i in the middle somewhere. I, I really don't know what I am. You're here for moral support. Of course, Fred is the legend, and, and Kaysen is the up-and-coming a uh, new driver, I, I understand, of uh, Thermal Thunder. Is that what we're going to see this summer? That's correct. Uh, he's been looking forward to this. And, you know, I, I don't know if I'm ready to give up the seat yet, but I'm definitely, you know, watching the tractor go down the track there. That one of the things I'm looking forward to, I've never actually seen that thing go down the track. So, it, you know, it, there's going to be something new for me in this as well. Yeah, that's cool. You can... Uh probably make some observations to even make some corrections, even, you know, watching it uh, go down the track, like you said, watching Kaysen drive it. So Kaysen, you looking forward to it? Hi, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Now, have you driven uh, any kind of pulling tractors or anything in the past? No, I've 
driven it around the yard, just being towed around, but that's been about it. Yeah. It, uh, how many, how much horsepower does this tractor make, Kyle? We're around the 4,500 range, you know. That's so with the water injected? That, that's with the water in there, so. Okay. I'd, I'd heard Fred uh, mention uh, there a couple years ago at Rock Valley, uh, that little video montage I put together, he mentioned it was making about 3750 and I I remember you telling me 4500 I thought, I, I bet that's before the water. I'm, yeah, I'm you know, it's... There, there's some different things you can do to them and you know the, the water's what the the thing you can do to it. it it helps maintain some horsepower in there yeah the 3750 is the uh stock rated military horsepower out of the Chinook helicopter okay this is a t55 correct yes that's correct okay i mean how many uh different uh engines were there in that series was that the only one or well, there, there's a few different ones, you know, uh, like the 55, we're not going to go into great detail here with, with turbine mechanics and all that, but uh, there's some that start out that had like a single gas producing wheel in them and a single uh, compressor wheel in them uh, that would drive the compressor section. And then there's a couple models of those. And then we're running an L11D. And that starts to double up your, your gas producing wheel in there. And that's part of how they start increasing some of the horsepower uh, in those engines and the different models that they come along. So I, I believe there's about four or five different models. Uh, okay. Once you start getting past the one we've got, there's, there's one more. But past that, you start getting in the engines get electronic fuel controlled where ours has got still have mechanical fuel control on them. So. Okay. Fred, have you ever driven the tractor? Uh, not this one. I drove the old one with the uh, T-53 in uh, Nebraska Bush a couple times. Okay. So uh, um, now, the, what's the story behind the yellow paint? I know, Fred, you, are you a Mini-Mo fan? Is that why the tractor's yellow? Or uh, At that time, we weren't really, well, we pulled Minneapolis Molines. That's the very first thing I did. I think it was we just pulled the color book out and that's what we ended up with i think we was originally going with a blue or a red and when we walked out of the paint store it was yellow yeah. so that kind of where we ended up at we looked at a lot of different ones and so uh we kind of figured if it's dark out you can see the thing out there in the pit area you can find your tractor <laughs> so give us a little history rundown of of the tractor, Fred, we can start with you. I mean, how did you get into pulling and, and how did you, you know, what did you start pulling with and how'd you end uh, up where we are now? Back when I graduated from trade school, I worked for a local farmer dealership for about six months before I went to the University of South Dakota and it came county fair time and two guys rolled in with a couple 806 farmalls and one of them turned up for the county fair, which I guess they do every year. So I did that. I run them through on them. One of them, I changed the turbo out. And uh, the one gentleman said later on, he said, would, would you like to go to the pole? I, I'd never had really ever been to a tractor pole. And so I went. So that's probably where I got my, I uh, got started interest wise. Then in about 77, Kyle was real little back then. I had a, a friend of mine, uh, was actually farming some of my dad's farm ground wanted to take a tractor to the county fair so i was doing the same thing for him we were lighting it up putting the stamp press wheels and all that on and i decided well i've got an old five-star moline at home kind of in the tree row uh i think i'll just dig that out for the heck of it and that's that's how we got started in 1977. uh then 70 
78, 79, we run uh, with just a small group we put together down here in Southeast Nebraska, uh, mostly, mostly county fairs, 1980. Uh, we upped it, was getting a little more serious. 81, I made some major uh, changes to it, inline pump, different type of turbocharger. Uh, we had that old four cylinder running about 4,200 RPM. Uh, just could, it just wasn't what I want to do. We, we were running a lot, uh, hot, uh, farm class of 5,500 pounds. And the following year I got with two other guys and we got a D 21 and went up into the 7,500 and 9,000 pound classes. And we weren't, we had small turbos back then, Ron, we weren't even the size of a super farm in the, the beginning. You know, we were looking at a compressor wheel of 2.85 inches. Uh, a lot of the guys were using 1480 combine stock, uh, uh, three LD char chargers, uh, or an LM. Uh, so we run that tractor. I had the partners one year. We, uh, Kyle and I run that tractor from 90 or uh, 83 to 95. Kyle, what year did you, did you start driving? Because I never got back on again after that. Uh, 1992, uh, I turned 16 and yeah, it, that point is a little where we, we started to shift a little bit. I, I think dad drove a couple times after that, but it was pretty much, I, I started driving at that point. Yeah. I liked, I, I liked watching them. So we kept that tractor till 95 and then, um, I, I had an accident with my back and, Doctor said, you got to kind of get rid of everything. So well, that was a good thing for Kyle, because I think you ended up, what, driving three different tractors after we sold ours? Yeah, you know, I, I kind of, you know, had a wide experience there from pro stocks to diesel super stocks to uh, unlimited super stocks, alcohol nice. tractors, and had a, had a couple interesting years in there. Had a lot of great people, uh, Dennis Johnson, Haug family that, Gave me some rides in there. Randy Herbert with High Plains Raider Diesel Super Stock. Rick Barrett, uh, Wampus Cap Pro Stock fame. Uh, had a chance to drive all those tractors. Uh, so, you know, really us, you know, selling that tractor in 95. For me, you know, yeah, you hated to see it go, but it, it opened up a lot of great opportunities and experiences that I, I wouldn't have had otherwise, probably. Yeah, then, in then in 98, we bought a turbine tractor that we run for one year and then we had to completely uh, rebuild it, Ron. Then after that, we uh, built three more. Uh, I was kind of taking a look at that. The, the tube chassis that we run, that we made the transition from Bush to Outlaw, we built that chassis in 03. It had a T53 in it at about 1400 horse. And we had already started running outlaw a little bit in Iowa tractor pullers in the uh, uh, Iowa run a 5,800 pound class at that time. And we got invited a few times to come over and run that. We were somewhat competitive with that, with the turbine. Uh, so we, we run that. Uh, then we hit a couple outlaw hooks uh, with it. And then we took that chassis and then we pretty well shoehorned uh, the T55 in it. And then in 14, uh, we made the new chassis uh, with the increase with the horsepower. We didn't quite have the frame. We was getting too much twist and hop in the front end and, and, and it would just go across the track. Uh, in those years, we learned a lot of things. That was, you know, the, the HP Firestone tire came into being. 
during the time that we built that. Uh, the Humpco rear ends, which was definitely a major advantage on anything with high horsepower, which is, I imagine everybody that's running a component chassis today has one of those. Uh, they're they're quite quite the unit. So, and along the way, I've also built been involved in building three or four other other tractors uh, over, over the years. So uh, uh, that's kind of where we're at. We're still running the single up till uh, two years ago. Uh, the group just would not let the turbines uh, break break loose. They have now, but uh, with the pandemic and the small amount of hooks, we just decided to stay where we're at. And then with Kaysen going on, I don't think he needs seven or 8,000 horsepower to take off the first time. So it's going to be more of a learning activity for him the next year or two with, with what he's got. I know he's going to climb off and go, they beat me again. <laughs> so we're, we're going to have to live with that. Yeah. Once he gets used to it, he'll be starving for some more horsepower. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's one of the good things about uh, interviewing an announcer is I don't have to ask a whole lot of questions, Kyle. He just answers them before I even ask him. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, we got, I uh, fully understand. The way that we got into uh, Outlaws was a friend of ours, John Burt. Uh, Kyle worked on that tractor a lot. I worked on that tractor a lot. Uh, he, he is now gone. But he started going down to Missouri and pulling with Outlaws. Come home one weekend, said, I pulled with the Outlaws. And so we uh, uh, started looking at that. Matter of fact, I was thinking of that earlier today. My first hook, and it was still with the small D21. Uh, Rick Barrett and I loaded up and we went to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And that would have been a fall of 1991 would have been our first hook that I actually hooked with him, Ron. Um, okay. I think one of the first hooks in Nebraska for Outlaws was myself and four other guys had trackside promotions. We did Nebraska State Fair. We were the promoters for quite a few years. And uh, I think we brought them to the State Fair. I think that would have been the very first hook for for the uh, Outlaws was Nebraska State Fair when trackside promotions brought them in. Okay. Um, I don't know if, you, if you've seen the the – the most recent schedule, Fred, but it looks like we're going to be back at the Nebraska State Fair this year. Uh, yeah, Kurt, Kurt had texted me this morning. Uh, you know, I've been involved with the Nebraska State Fair since, uh, oh gosh, 1981 up till two, two years ago when another group came in. But I'd, I'd been with the State Fair tractor pull in one form or the other all of those years from way back in the early 80s. So it'll be kind of cool to be back back out in Grand Island for 2022. It will be. It will be awesome. Um, Don Spore, he was asking a question that you kind of answered already, Fred, about Kyle building another tractor for himself. Um, you guys are going to stick with one tractor, I take it. Uh, yeah, because if you if you come out to the, the farm here and you start counting, there's 14 tractors laying around this place out here. <laughs> So we don't need any more. <laughs> okay. Now, Kaysen, have you joined with the uh, Young Guns? Are you an official Young Gun now? Yes, I am. That's awesome. And you're 16, right? Yes. Okay. And you've you've driven the tractor around the yard, driven it, and and you know around to the trailer and such. So you feel confident, or you think you'll be nervous on your first hook? It'll be nervous for the first time. I haven't actually started it yet, but. That time's right around the corner. 
Yeah, it's yeah, I've I've had the uh, uh, I was able to drive a couple of turbine tractors. Uh, our buddy uh, Cody Meyer let me drive a couple of times over the past several years, and uh, it's a fun ride. I mean, you guys launch your tractor about the same way as, as he launches. He has a T fifty three. It's going to launch pretty much the same. I'd say the one difference in ours versus theirs is how we've got the rear brakes set up on the tractor when we're holding it on the line. Uh, when we yeah. built this one in 14, I, I was always looking for a better way to try and hold it on the line and, and get it to launch better. So we've got a separate set of calipers back there. And if, if you get to looking at the tractor real close, there's four pedals down there. You know, there's okay. a lot of other mods have two, a left and a right brake. Well, I've got left and right brake. We've got the output brake, which you were familiar with, that holds the output shaft on the turbine. But then we've got a fourth pedal in there that goes out and runs a separate set of master cylinders and calipers to help hold it on the line. So I, we'll, we'll hold that. We'll hold uh, the output brake. So that's probably the the one difference between the two the theory and the operation is the same uh okay. with what you were trying to do so. yeah i recall uh <clears throat> i drove uh i think it's a jet lag tractor at pierce nebraska in 18 and and uh his quick tutorial he said just hold both brakes till it feels like you know the engine's up as high as it's going to go and it feels like it's wanting to take off and said, if it feels good, go ahead and hit that button. Of course, that button was the water injection on yep. the top of the throttle. And it literally did kind of feel like hitting the nitrous button whenever you hit that water injection. You could feel it. Yeah. The, the one difference between like the 55s and the 53s, you don't feel like you're hitting the nitrous button. It, you know, it, it, definitely the 53s really respond real well from it. The 55, you, you don't feel that much of a difference uh, with good. it, but it, yeah. it does. Yeah, on the 55, like we get into Texas, Ron, what, what it does is it holds our horsepower. It doesn't give us anything more, but it will hold it because temperature is our enemy, uh, even more so than a reciprocating type of engine. So the uh, cool cooler water uh, makes a difference as the temperature goes up. If it's a co real cool day, okay. uh, I think a few times, I don't know if Kyle even hit the button if it's been a chilly evening and so forth on that. But you were talking about Cody Meyer driving your tractor. I've made that offer to him several times to drive ours. Uh, the only problem is he can't fit in it. <laughs> and right now we have the same situation with the new driver. We we have to go back and start chopping things out so he can get in there. Okay. <laughs> Cody got in there one day, but he couldn't do anything when he got there. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a pretty big fella. Yeah. <laughs> Well, those, when we built this one, it was pretty much, I, I sat there and we built it around me and it's been the most comfortable tractor I've ever driven because of that. Now, uh, Kaysen is, uh, bigger than I am. So, uh, that's one thing that we're, we're working on is kind of rebuilding the seat and the, the whole control area a little bit to, to get it comfortable for him as well. Gotcha. The, the turbines did really well at Cowtown a couple of weeks ago, uh, Myers tractors, I think went one and two in the finals and, and Thor was driving the winning tractor, believe it or not. Well, maybe we'll get him converted to a turbine away from those Hemis. I've been trying to start that rumor on the uh, social media. It hasn't taken off yet, but uh, I'm surprised he hasn't chimed in on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's unusual. <laughs> so uh, Doug Meisinger uh, is giving you some advice here, Fred. Can you see that on the screen? Yeah, I've seen that. 
Doug, you come on over, bring your wrenches with you. <laughs> and uh, Dale Bartels has got a message for you there, too, Fred. Says, uh, you got enough content there that uh, we could probably do four shows with you. Sure. <laughs> Useless and trivial information, Ron. <laughs> no, we love to hear it. We love to hear it. There's the cow Oklahoma Cowboy chiming in. Oh, yeah. Actually, Dave Bennett, I was looking at that picture the other day. He had that photographer when we were down in Chickasha, Oklahoma, and took some pictures of Cason when he was probably only about two and a half feet tall. I think I remember that picture being taken. Yeah. Oh, and then I've had the privilege of announcing with Cason as well. That was Mound City, Kansas. You remember that, Cason? Yeah, I remember that. Talking about Grandpa's broken foot. How old were you? Like maybe four, five. <laughs> Let's see. We got Thomas Kimmons chiming in. He might be talking about uh, Brian Fuller's tractor, I think, maybe. Um, nope. Dale Bartels. That mean anything to you, Fred? Well, yeah, maybe, kind of. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of yellow tractors. Okay. Now, Case and the Young Guns is kind of kind of blown up for us here. You know, it's not, we're not even a year into this, and it's really taken off. Um, you know, we may have some some situations this summer. Uh, some of the bigger pulls where we may actually have autograph sessions and stuff. Are you pretty active on like Snapchat and different social media? Yeah, I just recently joined Snapchat on Facebook and Instagram and all that. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's a really cool tool to use to spread uh, the knowledge of tractor pulling. You know, a lot of people that, that use those platforms have no clue what tractor pulling is. I, I would say a lot of them would probably think a tractor pull is hooking two tractors with a chain and, and trying to out pull each other that way. But um, oh, we've done that. Yeah. <laughs> and there was no alcohol involved at all, was there, Fred? <laughs> that was a long time ago, Ron. <laughs> yep. I, I've done things like that with pickup trucks too, and there was no alcohol involved ever. So. Yeah, you so, can peel them rear ends out, out pretty fast and then pickups. Yeah, I I I split a guy's transfer case open one time doing that. Uh, probably should have been doing it on asphalt in the middle of Main Street, but you know. Yeah. Small town USA, you can do those things. <laughs> Not anymore. Kurt has a question here, Fred. No. <laughs> No, I try, I try to stay away from as much communication as I can. I lived in that world and we taught internationally. We did this type of thing all the time. Uh, matter of fact, this type of thing, I'm working with an organization right now every week. I guess it's every two weeks we get together for a meeting. So th this this is, is nothing new. So I just kind of stay with Facebook. That's about it. Oh, well, Cody and uh, Brian Fu are listening right now. Uh, they're watching the show. Um, so, it, Brian, go ahead and chime in. We want to know if you're going to 
you're going to ditch the Hemi for a turbine. Be interesting to know. I'm sure his father and if his grandpa was still alive, they probably wouldn't be for that so much because I've known them boys since day one. So now the turbines have a reputation for uh, being pretty much hands off. You don't have to do much to them between rounds or between hooks. I mean, what do you have to do besides put fuel in it from one pole to the next? From one pole and next, really, definitely make sure you got batteries charged up. You know, it, we, it's kind of a joke around, but it, it's truly one of the things we need to do because if we don't have enough power to get it spinning fast enough, quick enough, that's when we risk hurting them. It, it, they get hot and then that's where things go bad. So if you stay up on top of that, normally you're, you're going to be okay. Um, as far between runs, there, there's not a whole lot. Now, after a certain amount of passes, we will rinse them out. Uh, it's basically we'll, we'll spin it up and we just won't light it. And we'll dump soapy water through it, rinse it all out, spin it up again, spray water in there. Just kind of cleans off the fins inside of there. So, you know, we're running in bad conditions, dirt and dust and right. all of that. So helps kind of clean all of that. Um, and that's one of probably one of the biggest things, you know, and then every, you know, few years or so, you know, we'll, we'll pull them off. We, we will run them on a dyno, just make sure that they're still doing what they're supposed to be doing in there. Uh, and, you know, the, the engine itself, there's not a whole lot of maintenance. Our maintenance comes more on the transmission driveline side of things. We went through a phase where, we were having some transmission problems and, and we found the cause of that. It wasn't really anything to do with the transmissions. It was more with how the output brakes were being used on them. It, it wasn't transmission. It, yeah, the transmission was having a problem, but it wasn't because of the transmission. It was things that we were doing otherwise. We got that fixed. Um, other things that we we end up doing, uh, that, that's really kind of the, the, the big things that we really have to worry about. Uh, the output brake that we run, uh, you, you know, you've got to change brake pads in that every so often. Uh, also kind of depends on how how hard you are on that brake. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell a little story of what I expect this year is I expect to replace those pads a lot um, just because of the nature of driving a vehicle with a clutch is as you're coasting up to stop, you press in on the clutch, you coast to a stop. This output brake is different. It's just like driving an automatic transmission in a car. You pull up stop sign, you hit your brake. If you hit it really hard, you're gonna stop real fast. This is the same thing, but it will end up, you know, it's spinning real fast. You'll end up smoking some brakes. I am already, I, I, I know we're gonna go through some of those just because I did the same thing as I was starting to learn to drive a turbine pulling tractor. So right now, those are a few of the things that we end up changing checking throughout the year now the output brake this is uh what would happen if you hit that brake at uh, full rpm when you're shutting down uh you're, you're gonna see a lot of smoke come out of the the brake uh right behind the engine right there you know it's you're you're trying to stop seventeen thousand rpm with you know just a couple of uh brake calipers <laughs> in there and so it, it, it's gonna smoke the pads it's gonna smell real bad and no big deal. 
we'll go. Re, we'll I, I came pretty close to hitting that break the first time I drove uh, one of Cody's tractors down at the Kansas Badlands. And I started to push it thinking maybe it was the clutch because I got about a 30 second tutorial before I jumped on the tractor. Yeah. So I was literally announcing the show and Cody's like, get over here. And I still had my driving pants on and stuff from driving my pickup. And uh, so it yeah. was a pretty quick tutorial. And somebody told me that, no, that would have been bad if I would have hit that. Break. Yeah. Break. It, it, and that was one of the things that I probably struggled the most with moving from all the the regular clutch style tractors that I've driven to, okay, now my left foot, you're so used you press the left foot in and you just kind of coast and then you stop with your right. This, it, if you press down real quick, you're going to stop, you know, it, but I, I'll prepare. I'll, I'll try and ingrain some of that into somebody's head here a little bit. And, you know, <laughs> Casey, you know, it's, there's potential to become somewhat famous on Snapchat. Uh, or uh, Instagram and, and uh, what's the other one? TikTok. Uh, if you start putting some videos on there, you might have some people wanting to get your autograph. You you okay with that? Yeah, I could be once I get used to it. <laughs> I posted a few things, but it hasn't really blown up a whole lot. Yeah, once the season gets going, you can get some more video up there. Um, you probably heard of like Sydney Summers. Um, she's really blown up on on TikTok posting a lot of her she does a lot of uh technical stuff too just explaining you know what's going on with the tractors and and pulls and what what it's all about you know because like i said a lot of those folks that are on those platforms don't even know what it's about yeah so dave bennett has a question here where do you think casen will make his first competitive hook we'll let casen say that that will be Ravenna, nebraska june 10th and 11th Man, right out of the box, first pull, huh? Good deal. Yeah. Um, let's see. Brian Four talking about flame shows. I think he's kind of giving you turban guys a hard time. I think here. Yeah, we we never have put a flame show on any of them that we've had. Just we just never have. No, there's. You know, there's a Go reason ahead. for it. Uh, if you back off on the throttle, it'll you, you'll get a vacuum on that exhaust stack, and you'll take the flame in and put it on the nozzle ring. And then about four or five thousand dollars later, you're ready to go again. Okay. Now you were talking a minute ago, uh, Kyle, about you know how crucial it was the startup and the batteries being fully charged and. Um, I can remember back in the 70s, uh, I was a little boy watching like Art Arfons, you know, our local track and Robert Soison and Bussy mm -hmm. and yep. those guys actually had a support vehicle, which just basically was just a ton of batteries. And it seemed like getting them started back then was was a chore. It took quite a while. I mean, when they come out on the track, you could probably went to the restroom and went and got a corn dog and came back before they could actually get them started. So what's changed? from then to now that makes them easier to start. Uh, you know, I, I'm not hundred percent sure of what they were doing back then to now. In my experience, I, our 55 that we run, I think starts easier than a 53. Uh, 53 to me is a little more temperamental um, in, in the fact of watching temperatures and a little bit of your speed right there. 
I, battery technology has gotten better, you know, just the, the amperage that they can carry and, and run in a, in a lot smaller battery. You know, the, we run 36 volts on ours, three, three, 12 volts in series. And, you know, so to go back then, I'd say that's probably the one big difference. Um, you know, other thing, I, I just don't know the quality of equipment and things that they had at that point, you know, how good the starters were. Yeah. Uh, back then you know and, and there's also various different ways to start them too you know you, you've seen some that have used air in the past uh, hydraulic motors and there, there's a lot of different ways we like what we do with the onboard batteries right there it's just it's simple you know i'm, I'm not reliant on a support vehicle or anybody else to get the tractor started so okay but yeah that would it always seemed like, yeah, but when you saw a turbine tractor in the past, there was always a support vehicle attached to it. And yeah. part of it could is weight. You, you know, you, you'll see some of the guys with multiple turbines as well pull up with that. You know, they'll, they'll move it around just so they don't have to carry as many batteries on board. So a few different reasons. Greg Lucetto says, uh, he's chiming in saying the hydraulic starters were a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. There was the hydro, uh, the hydraulics, uh, which some of the uh, General Electric's sixty fours had on them. Uh, then uh, sixty four, like at Barron's run years ago, with the fifty three on top of it, that actually had a small turbine that started the larger turbine. So there okay. was instead of an electric starter, Ron, it actually had a small turbine. You'd start that turbine up, and then it would take and it would start the big one, and that was. That was a pretty common setup for the General Electric T64s. Okay. Brian Floor's saying that was a T64. His last, now going back here talking about Art Arfons, but I think that's what he's referring to was his yeah. last tractor yeah. was twin yeah. T64s, yeah. I believe. But his, I think that's right. His first tractor was, and I believe that was just a T53, if I remember right, when I was about three or four years old. Yeah, in an old L1, I think, you know, essentially kind of what we started with in the very first final approach that we had. Yeah, that, uh, I was I was so young, I was afraid of that tractor. It was one of the first ones that had the big fender on the back and uh, had the big green monster on it. And I was three or four years old when that tractor came out. Um, I actually still have the, uh, would be what would be called a hero card now, but it was just a black and white piece of paper that a picture of art in front of the tractor and all the, the technical information about the tractor on if i could find it i'll i'll post it on here it's yeah. pretty cool i still oh, yeah. had that i looked for that for several years and i was in the attic one day looking around and i had all this stuff it was body shop stuff that where i worked on my pickup and there it was in the middle of that stuff why it was in there i have no idea but um pretty cool to have that uh, i'll try to dig that up i think we got josh Josh gonna chime in here. Hey guys, hey what's up, buddy? Hey, oh, just another fun day. Tom Kimmons had a question about White Wright. Want to know if that was on you guys' schedule for this season? As of right now, it is. Um, you know, our, our plan right now we probably won't have a, a complete full season, uh, but we'll definitely be at a large majority of them. We're competing with some wrestling camps and some different activities like that, that 
are are happening in the summer here. But no, well, we're going to be in White Wright, Texas. Okay. Talk about locations. We we plan on being in Colorado because we used to poll in Colorado and Western okay. Nebraska. So we plan to go out to that event. Yeah, that'll be a busy weekend. Uh, I mean, for the outlaws in general, but uh, I don't think the 74 mods are at the Nebraska State Fair, but we will be out there in Colorado on Friday and Saturday and then hot footing it back to uh, Grand Island for the State Fair on Sunday. Uh, at five so that'll be a another busy weekend a lot of hooks yeah. on the schedule this year one thing about that that they're not that far apart yeah there's uh i counted them a little while ago i think we've got 45 different events uh this season so it's going to be a busy one uh when you want to talk about uh, a long distance one pull out of uh warrensburg can uh missouri at uh, 10 or 11 o'clock at night and then hook at noon in Sturgis, South Dakota the next day. Oof. <laughs> yeah, that's and a long walk there. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Somewhat of a haul. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I've seen another message from Mr. Bennett here. Oh, he's talking about the smaller turbine starting the bigger turbine. Yeah. Uh, Brian, Brian Fuller is, has a lot of uh, turbine uh, knowledge here for some reason all of a sudden. Um, says the, the starter motor on a T-64 is a JFS-100. Oh, Cody says, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, because actually I think we had a friend of ours that it made a garden puller out of one of those. Yeah, I can recall seeing a, that... Was that what they put on the mini rods back in the day when they put a smaller turbine on? Was that motor? Yeah, okay. could have been one. There, there's there's several different types. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Casey, I, I guess you're involved in wrestling as well, huh? Yeah. So any any uh, big events that you've competed in? Won any big matches? I haven't won any big matches. Been trying to get to the state tournament. I don't know, but that hasn't happened yet. I think they're I think they're golfing right now, Ron. Aha, uh -huh, you're a golfer. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, you're a golfer as well? Try to, you know. <laughs> I had to do something here since we're not tracker pulling as much. So yeah. <laughs> Try to go as much as we can. Yeah. I, I, Taylor Van Beek invited me to go golfing one time, but I heard he likes to use the foot wedge. So I, I well. We golfed together at Wisner last year, so Taylor Taylor's a good golfer. I'm giving him a hard time. I have golf with some guys who like to use the foot wedge now and then, though. <laughs> Josh, what's going on with you, buddy? Oh, just got off work. I think I've got a couple of stations down there by Mr. Bennett. I think he likes to go down there on Tuesday evening and throw rocks at the intake. Seems like I've always got something to do down there about 5 o'clock on Tuesday, so. I may have to sit and have a conversation with him about that next week. Josh, uh, Josh runs the Chickasha show, guys. That's a two-day event this year. Are you guys going to make it to Chickasha as well? It, it's one of those we just got to kind of see how school schedules start to kind of pan out a little bit. In that you know, it's, it's one I've got a question mark on for us uh, gotcha. for this year. But uh, we've loved going down there in the past, um, and so. It, it's definitely on the radar if we can make it work. We'd love to have you for sure. You know, I was trying to get you down last year. I understand yep. it 
just wasn't able to work out. But hopefully we can make it happen this year. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it all shakes out here. Yep. So, Kaysen, uh when you were little, I mean, obviously you were you were going around to these tractor pulls when you were a young man. Uh, who was driving when you were little? Do you remember Grandpa driving or just I don't, dad? I don't remember him driving, but I always remember my dad. Yeah. Probably remember hearing Grandpa talking and Dad driving, probably. I'm yeah, that's usually what it was. <laughs> I got my first outlaw show I actually announced with with Fred. I announced with you at... Uh, uh, I think we was at Macon, Ron. Yep, Macon, Missouri. Yep. For some reason I had Bowling Green on the tip of my tongue and couldn't think of the yeah that was at Macon and uh then I announced with uh uh Dave later on uh that season at West Liberty. Mount City Kansas Mount, oh West Liberty that's right I did go to West Liberty um geez I forgot about that uh, West Liberty yeah, Iowa it's funny you say that funny you say that Ron my first outlaw show I heard Fred announcing as well it was here in Chickasha. Fred was announcing the mod class because Dave was driving one of them. Oh so, yeah, that was a cluster. Uh, well, let's I see. remember that. One. <laughs> let's see. Well, see, Ke Kevin was. And then we had Kevin, Kevin driving. Uh, I forget whose farm all tractor might have been Bracken's or somebody's. It was Brackets. Yeah. And Dave was running the sled. Yeah. Yep, I remember that as well. Yeah. There's always some strange stuff happens in Chickasha for some reason. Uh, They're in white right. Then there was uh, pickup puller. He was he was driving uh, uh, one of the John Deere's. So yeah, we had several uncertified drivers at that one event that one year. <laughs> <laughs> now this this is the second comment I've seen here. I mean, uh, Jerry Setter said someone had a pair of turbines in the back of a pickup at Cowtown. And Thomas Kimmon said the same thing, but he said it was Brian Fuhr's truck. I don't know. Is that uh, you guys heard anything about that? Nah, we're out of we're out of the loop. Nope. <laughs> I don't know whose truck it was, but I can verify it. I've seen it driving away. Really? Really? Yes. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, Thomas said he thinks it's uh Brian's. I don't know. We'll see. Those guys did they did well at Cowtown with those two turbines at uh one and two. Yeah, and there it's the rumor mill is is churning up here. The one one thing you'll, you'll notice that we we noticed when we had a couple three years in there when we run the championships and was running in the top two top five, uh, even the other guys we could walk up to a track and say, okay, the turbines are going to do better tonight on this than the reciprocator motors. And then there's times we walked up there and said, we're toast. You know, so uh, they 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 operate completely differently. Yeah, Fred, you mentioned that. that point. What what do you look for on a track to know when the turbines are really going to do well versus the automotive styles? Probably had to ask Kyle Ladd. He's more on that night. Really? So a few years ago, when the horsepower was a little similar between all the different combinations, our tractor or the turbine tractors, our tractor, Barron's tractor, we'd get on that stuff that you'd almost, you'd step on and feel like bubble gum, you, you know, the really tight bubble gum. Uh, we did really well in Wisner for several years. Um, uh, Rock Valley was kind of some of the same way. Now they've made some changes to their track. Um, 
and it, for across the classes, I think it's made it better for us. It's just made it different for us um, in there. But there was certain places like that you could walk on it. And if you could just kind of kneel it up in a ball and if, if it felt like bubble gum, it was if we were going to do pretty <coughs> well. The biggest difference with that is when we come off the line, we pretty much have to come off the line about as hard as we can. You know, th think of driving something with a turbocharger on it, having to spool it up. We're, we're essentially kind of doing the same thing, getting the RPM up on the engine, holding it like you talked about, Ron, as long as you can, and then kind of let it go. Well, those bubble gum sticky type of tracks right there allowed those tires to just kind of instantly hook and we could take that power and run with it right away. Now, piston motors kind of, you know, they had the ability to do the same type of thing, but just the way the power got applied, you know, I don't think we put it down quite as violent on those tracks and it worked. Now we'd get into some other places and it just, where you really have to drive it out of the hole, we're gonna struggle. So it goes back to a little bit of what I was talking about with the different brakes that I was talking about. I'll stand on that pedal you know, till I'm 75, 80 feet out of the hole and try and kind of slow it down and hold it back as much as we can. So that that's kind of the difference in those tracks. And a lot of it, and this is what I've been working with Casey on the last couple of years as we go out and walk around on a track. It's like, I can feel it in my feet as you put a heel in it, mm. something like that. It, you walk on it and you're like, okay, this is what I need to do. Those are the things that I'm trying to teach right. and, and it's hard and, until you walk on it, until you sit in the seat and open the throttle and go, Oh, okay. That that's what that does on this. So back when, when, when our horsepower was a little closer and of course we've, we've fallen behind, uh, years back, the way the guys loaded the sleds, uh, was lighter on the takeoff which that helped us. We didn't spin so hard. We would, we would catch the track better and we'd get a lot of momentum. And if they had a floating finish, if we could roll 350 feet in the old days, we could get on the other side of them. Well, today we statically got that <coughs> a lot heavier on the takeoff. So that's tough, tougher, tougher for us. But yeah, we've all, now we've been talking while well, we try to stay within that 300 feet. <clears throat> and again, that actually helps us somewhat because the other guys now can get out there once they get rolling. So, you know, it's a, it's a strategy. And then of course the, and you guys know this, you followed it the last couple of years. Uh, the tire technology has just oh, yeah. really changed. You know, mm -hmm. uh, when I bought the first set of HPs, we put the hump go in, we won Ravenna, Nebraska two nights in a row. Well, I don't know if you can give an HP tire away today in a mod class uh, because of, of what, what they've done with them yep. and the horsepower. And of course, uh, we're probably running a little too much lug anymore for the, for the horsepower. So, you know, just over, say, a 15-year period, stuff's really changed in the last five years. It's really changed on the tires. Yeah. And, and, and talking about tires, you know, that's going back to when I was a kid, the watching the turbines back then, you know, they still had the full lug tires and, you know, the Firestones on the, uh, on the green monster. And I remember you could literally feel those lugs beating the ground because the, the engines were so quiet compared to the other tractors. You could feel those lugs beating the, beating the ground whenever they would go by you on the track it was uh, pretty cool. But 
Um, one thing you were just alluding to there, uh, Kyle, is uh, about the launch. You know, it, it's pretty well known in the turbines. The launch is just kind of it's all or nothing when you take off. So you're saying you can actually kind of ease it out there using the brakes? You can a little bit. You know, it, it, it's not as evident as, you know, a, a piston motor going out there at half throttle and then cracking it the rest of the way open and, and front end comes up in the air. Ours is a little more invisible uh, to say, you know, I can tell a difference in the seat, but it, it's still not the equivalent. Um, if we try driving them out like that, more than likely we're just we're not going to get the rpm back up where we need because those tires are locked in you know yeah. it, there's there's a point there we we need them spinning a little bit to keep the rpm up on the engine because the, the thing is it, it really truly is just air blowing through a fan blade that's going back through and turning the rear tires yeah. uh, mm. so if if you're locked in you've got to kind of overcome <laughs> that or you're going to need to get it done and so it's a trade-off. You know, the, the other trade-off to that is you get on a really hard track, we can move weight back, and those guys got their engine sitting out there, and, hey, the front end's down on the ground, we can move it back, get the front end in the air, and go. You know, so, so there, there's pros and cons to both sides of it, and sure. through the course of a season, you see them play out. Mm. And we were, we were talking earlier about uh, the horsepower difference and keeping the combination you have now till Kaysen, at least till Kaysen gets comfortable with it, gets used to it. Um, I mean, you guys are kind of behind the curve now. The, the horsepower game is really, you know, the, the Cameron Neves new tractor, he's, he's making close to 3,200 per motor, which puts him out there at 6,400. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the blower technology, the fuel system technology, all of that stuff has just come along. Uh, we're, we're with the single, we're just kind of at the limit of what that motor can do and, and keep it livable. And, you know, even it's at the limit of what we can do with it. So yeah, they, they did change the rules to where, okay, we could run two of what we've got. You go ahead and you turn the one down that we've got a little bit and match it with that. And it, it's an interesting combination. Uh, unique thing there is parts availability and, and some of those things are, are things that we deal with uh, with that as well now, you know, whereas piston guys, you know, you, they make more pistons, they, they make more connecting rods, heads, all that stuff. The turbine world, it's, it's a different world of trying to get parts and, and good parts, you, you know, it's, you, you don't put junk in them. Um, you, you need to make sure what you have in there is really good stuff. And, so, you know, so, it's. So where do you get parts? I mean, you're talking military. I mean, there's not really an aftermarket uh, supply yeah. of parts for a. a yeah. So, so the guys at Nebraska Gas Turbine is, has helped us a lot in, in our career with, with turbines and those guys. It, they've been great to work with. And so, you know, that that's who we end up doing our business with and has been able to help us through our entire career uh, running turbines. And, and what is, I mean, what was the plan or what is the plan if you <coughs> change the combination? What what do you guys have in mind? Well, I, it really, the, the combination you could go to is a, a twin 55 uh, type of setup turned down just a little bit, you know, even 
even lower than, you know, what, what they're rated at, you know, um, with it to make sure that you, you don't want a combination that is too dominant, but yet you want something that, okay, if the blower motors start producing more power, which we know they're going to, they're not going to go backwards. Sure. That we have, you know, you, you've got some leeway, you've got some headroom in there to, to turn some of that up. So just, if we were to stick in the turbine world, that's, what we would have to do. I, I'm not really interested in, in doing something different. You know, uh, there, there's plenty of Hemi combinations out there. Almers and Paulson's are running the Chevy flag out there and doing very well at it as well. Um, and so it, it's nice to have some variety in there, but we, we've got some challenges in, in being able to do that. Yeah, variety is definitely good. Um, you know, keeping the Chevys, keeping some turbines in there. Um, I mean, as much as we like the Hemis and, you know, how they sound and how they run, you know, we we don't want to see every single tractor be, you know, twin Hemis. Uh, yeah, right. it, it, it's amazing the number of people that will come up and talk to you at a show and say, hey, this thing is, I've never seen anything like it. And you spend time and you explain it to them and uh, it, it brings them back. And, you know, that's part of why we still love going out and, and going to the polls and, and being engaged in the organization is it brings something different um, to the crowd at an outlaw show. Yeah. And then, you know, another young gun that uh, I anticipate seeing more of in 2022 is uh, Ella Roush with uh, the mm -hmm. V12 Packard. I think we're going to see her. Saw her quite a bit last season. Um, yeah. um, they really got. You know, Darren and Ella got fired up and came to some hooks, and I think they're planning on coming to more. Which is great to see. You know, Darren's been a longtime supporter as well, and his business has done very well. And kind of, you know, that's taken priority over some tractor pulling in the past. But, no, it, it's really good to see them out there and, and being able to make some good passes. So it'll be exciting. Kason, is your mom nervous? Yeah. I've been told <laughs> that there's going to be a lot of Xanax in the future. <laughs> Grandpa, are you nervous? No. Not at all, huh? You've got full confidence in Casey. It's like this. I told him if he tore he, if he tore it up, he's done for the year. He's back <laughs> on tractor rides with Grandpa. So. Well, just remember, so, Casey, it's a turbine. They hardly ever break. So hammer down every single time. I can't say that. That five years that we made every hook uh, in five years, I don't even want to say how many times I had to go to Wisconsin and, and get parts for the uh, profab before we figured out what our problem was. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, stuff breaks. Yeah, I didn't throw that caveat in there, the drivetrain parts, but the turbine itself, yeah. you're, you should be okay. You have so. to keep all the safeties working, and we're redundant on that. Uh, you know, if they let go now. We we lost an engine in Ravenna several years ago, and nobody had a clue that we lost an engine. You know, they always mm. talk about them all blown up and everything, and uh, I don't I don't think anybody knew it except you, Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> everybody thought it just shut off mid track, but it, there wasn't a whole lot left in the hot section. So you didn't want to expire. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So um, it does happen. It it, it does happen. Um. Sometimes people will ask, you know, when you see, uh, I know on the T53s, you'll see them popping out the big exhaust stack. I think if Brian, I remember right, 
uh, Cody had told me that was kind of like a waste gate on a turbo for the turbines. It was kind of relieving excess pressure. Is that? It, it's a compressor stall. Yeah. You know, the, the pressure in it just builds up and it kind of sneezes, stalls there for a second until pressure equalizes a little bit. Uh, and it might be a little too much water. Yeah, that's just what I was going to say. A lot of times what you'll see is you're starting to kind of get on the edge of too much water alcohol in it. And uh, that, that'll be... Now, explain to people what the water does in a turbine, the water ejection. The water just, it, it, it helps cool the air uh, that's coming into the engine, make it a little more dense. So if you start getting too cold in there, you know, it, it just... Like or, or you also start just getting too much water in it as well and it stalls while you're on that topic ron you know kyle especially you'll see it out of your tractor and the other turbines more in the evening sessions when it's starting to get dark that what looks like an ember or a spark coming out of the exhaust do you want to tell everybody what that is it's just a little carbon buildup and you know where i was talking about trying to make sure we, we keep blades and stuff clean. I think it was before you were on here, we talked about washing them out a little bit, but it's more just some carbon buildup and blowing out the stack. Nothing. It's not, it's not parts falling apart or coming apart or anything like that out of them. You literally just uh, like mix some Dawn dish soap water up and, and push through those turbines? Yep. Huh. Mix it up in a five gallon bucket and spin it up and dump it in the intake and Watch bubbles come out the other end. <laughs> and the mud. Make sure and try yeah. that on your pickup truck tonight, Ron. Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Setter's asking, and I don't recall what LD Nation had on his last turbine uh, as far as what motors he had. You guys recall? Is that, that Indian Outlaw? The one with the twins, I, I think they were JDT, JFTD12s. Uh, I think that's what was on his last one um he he's had 64s on it in the past he's had t55 he's had several different combinations but i think that's what that last one was okay and talking about tire technology uh, you touched on that a little bit kyle uh, a few minutes ago and uh, i know that uh the Ulmers, uh they've actually after putting some pro pullers on there this last season have gone lightening that tractor up, uh, try to get more weight on the front because um, he put on a pretty good show at a few pulls last year, pulling the front end way high. And I mean, it still worked for him. He won some of those events where he pulled that front end way high, but um, they're changing that tractor, uh, how it's set up specifically because of how well those tires are hooking. Yeah, it, their, their combination was a, a little bit older chassis that it had worked with for them for years so there, there wasn't much of a need but yeah that the new tires are they're definitely changing the game you're getting a lot better traction a lot better bite and with them and the, the way their three motors are set up on there they didn't have that movable weight that i was talking about to be able to get it to the nose yeah. Uh, so yeah they're, they're going through a lot to to try and get some weight up there so you guys have any, uh, what's the best advice you could give to Kaysen this season? Fred? You know, start, let's I, start with Fred, Kyle. Sorry. Okay. Uh, it's all going to be in getting the tractor started and learning the brakes and the output brake. That's going to be the 
that's going to be probably the biggest hurdle. And the 55 is a lot easier than the 53 because the 53 is used to have to sit there and watch the temp gauge. And if it was getting too hot, you had to let off the fuel and keep cranking and let the temp get back down where the 55, Kyle, I think you just smash the starter and it starts. Yep. It, it's pretty simple. Kyle, your advice for Kaysen? I've got all kinds of advice. Um, I, I think about it every day. And, and one of my concerns is there's so much that I just inherently know and do, you know, the feet automatically do this and the hands automatically do that. But really the biggest thing is don't panic. Um, you know, try and think through some scenarios in your head. And he and I will have conversations. We've had some conversations about different scenarios, but don't panic. Don't get in a rush. Um, the ride's going to be smooth. And, you know, once you get <coughs> hey, the, the rest of it's fun. You know, that that's the point where I always worry. When I hit the button, is it going to turn over? If I hit the next button, are the igniters going to go off? If I get a fire in it and we got some heat, I the rest is fun, you know. So don't panic. Take your time. Kaysen, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. He's ready. You're just a little over two months away from Ravenna, buddy. Well, we're going to be watching, and you know you're going to be live on Outlaw Pulling TV as well, so you're going to have a big audience watching you. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> just remember, Casey, nothing money can't fix. Oh, yeah. Kyle, are you going to be manning the uh, barbecue grill at Ravenna? More, most likely. So, <laughs> One of the great benefits of having a turbine, right? You don't have to work on anything afterwards for the most part. Let's For the most part, usually, you know. We, we got a story on that one time. Uh, we were in Mound City, Kansas, made a hook up there. It was We were running three or four days. And uh, us and Barons pulled our tractors up, and Donnie Nelson was over next to us, and he was rolling out the bearings in his. And he walked over, sauntered over like Donnie does, you know. And we were barbecuing, and he says, could you guys at least put them in the trailer so I don't have to look at them while I'm working on mine? <laughs> That's awesome. We said, I'll take a break and come on over and have a burger with you. <laughs> well, we'll be looking for you guys at Ravenna. Case uh, and good luck uh, in this 2022 season. Fred, thanks for coming on. Uh, appreciate all your advice and, and things you've helped me with getting started with the Outlaws. And, and Kyle, look forward to seeing you as well. So thank you guys very much for coming on tonight. <coughs> well, thanks for having us, guys. Yep. It's, been a good one. Been a good one. Enjoyed talking to you guys tonight. Same here. All right, guys. Have a great night. We'll see you in June. All right. Bye. See you guys. So you missed a pretty good one, man. For, well, you, yeah, I mean, it sounds like late, it. You know, but uh, pretty it good one. Like I wish I'd have got to get on here. Like I said, one thing about working in the oil field, sometimes you – have to work at hours you don't particularly want to. Yeah, that's a cool thing about talking to an announcer is uh, he was answering my questions before I asked them. You know, so I got <laughs> sure to save my, I got to save my vocal cords a little bit here. But yeah, great to great to talk to Fred and three generations of pulling right there on the show tonight. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, awesome. Jason, I think is on vacation again. Josh, um, if you can believe that. Yeah. I seen he said he was in Florida or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's, 
down there terrorizing them. I guess Wisconsin throw him out for a week or so. I'm not sure, but yeah, always, uh, always on business, you know. Yeah. So sure. Um, Jerry, sorry I didn't get to that question you had about the Metos tires with them. Pratt and Whitney JD12. I'm assuming he's talking about motors on the Indian Outlaw. Uh, so, yeah, right. Jerry, what's the, Metos you, there? I, I'm sure ahead. that somebody's tried it, but I don't know of anybody that's running them currently. Yeah, I, I'm not certain on a turbine. Um, yeah, we had, uh, I'm, I can't remember where you came in here, but uh, uh, Josh, but uh, we just got to talking about the older and turbines first come out and pulling and and some of that history. And then Cody Myers is watching and uh, he was kind of, him and Brian Fuller kind of chiming in on the, the questions that uh, we weren't answering. So thank you guys for for watching tonight. And uh, Yeah, I came in during the Art Arfon's discussion about the original tractor that went on to be the Dragon Lady that Dusty drove and Art running the twins and all that. I'll have to, uh, I scanned that uh, hero card that I had from him. I was little. I'm sure my dad got it. It was just a, a you know, a black and white copy of a, mm-hmm. a piece of paper. But it, I still have that. And uh, I scanned it on my scanner. So I've got it in my computer somewhere. Uh, it may be on an external hard drive, but uh, pretty cool to have that history. I'll put, I'll dig that out and maybe put it on for next week's show. Um, funny little side story on him Mike Galloway was telling me about it I guess you know Art was always testing and trying different things with different motors and this may have been for the four wheeler that Tim drove if you remember that yeah jet powered four wheeler jet powered yeah yeah they uh, I guess we're doing some testing had an engine on a test stand there at Art's house and fired everything up and I'm not sure if they hit the afterburner on a jet or what happened but Story goes that he got to buy everybody's windows for about a three-block radius there. Oh, wow. They hit something late at night and took out a few windows. and <laughs> so, yeah. so he got to buy some windows for his neighbors. Probably some apologies as well for yeah. waking everyone up. Uh, Why should I make you sit up in bed? Lauren says uh, Jason is probably selling beer down there. Probably, Lauren. Him and Santa Claus running around down there with that remedy beer. Did he, did he bring any to Cowtown? Did you see any? Anybody? I have yet to see any, period. Not Cowtown, not Texas. I've seen pictures. Certain. That's all I've seen. Oh, for certain he'd bring some to Cowtown. He's, you know, he's got that. He showed us a bottle or two there a couple of weeks ago. I think that was just a Bud Light bottle he put his own label on or something. I'm not sure. but. <laughs> well, I can attest that it is real. I tried it uh, last May in uh, Dubuque. Uh huh. It is real. It is a thing. So, uh, but yeah. uh, buddy, how's uh, Chicken Shake coming along? You ready? It's coming. I was talking to the guys out the fairgrounds today. We're making plans. We're gonna. It's gonna be laid out just a little bit differently. Nothing too major. They're doing some renovations out there, adding a couple of new buildings, and so some things will change just a little bit. But it's gonna be a good show. We've got. I think we've got all the plans finalized now. It's just making it all happen. 
you know, you, you can attest to that. No shortage of things to do getting ready for a oh, pull. Man. So, Oh boy. Yeah. Um, I'm still working on stuff. <laughs> so. yeah. And between that so. and getting ready for the season and traveling and announcing and yeah. We just All kind uh, of fun things to do. We just added another hook, by the way, uh, the Nebraska State Fair. Um, it's a Sunday right after Colorado. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I think there's – I counted real quick before the show. There's 45 hooks tentatively on the schedule right now. So um, That's a full it's, season. It is a full season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right, buddy. Well – I'm going to go ahead and, and close it out here. We'll finish with a video, but uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, it was a good show tonight. I enjoyed talking to the Patch Boys. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll get to maybe I'll get to be on here for the whole thing next week. All right. All righty. All right. See you guys. You're attesting to that right now. You're telling everybody. Now, I said maybe. There's always that key word in there. All right. Get, get old Mr. Bennett to quit throwing rocks at them intakes. That, that'll help me much. Yeah, he's on cuss, that Bennett is. So. He is. So somebody said it's 70 some days, 70 ish days till Ravenna, counting them down. So you, you see Robert's question down there? Last weekend, all the different pullers. Wanting to know with all the different associations coming together, what standardized rules package you went with? Oh, I can't remember what it was on the scale. Uh, we did random checks on the fuel. Uh, Lord, I can't remember what it is. Jerry, if you're still watching, help me out. I can't remember what it is uh, on the scale that we um, had in there for rules. Yep. Robert, I, I honestly don't remember. Um, <laughs> if I said it, I think I know what it is, but if I said it, it might be wrong, and I don't want to put out the wrong info. Uh, <laughs> So Jerry might be Jerry if you're still watching. What was uh, the fuel? What was the allowance on the fuel and water there? So, all right, Jerry might still chime in there, or, or uh, uh, Mr. Aldrich might uh, chime in as well if he's watching. So, we'll close out with some video. I want to thank everyone for watching. Big thanks to Case IH, title sponsor of the Outlaws. And uh, we will see you next week. See you. Thanks, Josh. Bye. Hmm. Thunder, Alabama, Nebraska. Thunder.
comes. Now some folks might the big old rock. 